Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. It is that time of the week. It is your favorite time, our favorite time. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. You are now watching and listening and tasting Distance Nerding, part of the Comic-Con Radio Podcast family. You're a Cheese. family. You're a family. Cheese Ray Girl. He's a Minneapolis, I mean, L.A. Laker fan, Jamez 5000. I'm definitely not a Laker fan. And sh- he is the Jamez 5000, and we're here to nerd together. I did that all by myself. You guys did not back me up on that. Uh, we're here to nerd together. It's because I introduced Jamez, and then you took it yourself. And thought I introduced you because he was going to introduce you. You need to read the script. Who goes? You, me, boy. You, me, you, you, me, you, you, me. You, me. <laughs> me, you, both of us. We did the same thing. What was? Hey, uh, I can tell you this right now. I'm going to say this right now. Golden State lost that game last night. I love me some Lonnie Walker the fourth because he was my boy on the first. And Golden State lost that game last night. Lonnie Walker helped the Lakers, but who takes a freaking three? point that three point shot from the top was not a good look and they just fucking took it and then they did that freaking oh let's switch it and let's just pass it all the way across the floor that is some rookie crap there i expect way more out of steve her he knows how to make a play and i expect more. Not, so that's all i'm saying you're not wrong i mean it, it, there's been a lot of missteps we're not going to talk basketball on this like, no. <laughs> i am here for this tea and i got my cookies and we can nerd out on basketball and sports it's one thing we don't nerd out on this show about is sports, but I mean, like, you know, we can go all day with some sports. Uh, I, what I did want to mention before I jump into this uh, uh, beginning plug thing that we do right here, I mean, John hasn't even done the tagline, but uh, guys, if you could see the way Frey dances off screen, <laughs> it makes me so happy. You guys have no idea. Uh, but James, do the uh, do the tagline. Sorry, man. You mean the one where we're talking about anything, pop culture, movies, food, music, wrestling, comics, basketball losses, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about. Hey, I mean, technically we are nerding out on the Lakers and the Warriors. But still, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, all at Distance Nerding. Hey, Yay. it's playoff basketball, baby. I'm all about playoff basketball. If you guys want to send Send us uh, uh, messages about your favorite uh, basketball team and why it's the one. 
uh, email us at distancenerding at AOL.com. That's funny. Say Wong's chiming in. He's like, we're talking. <laughs> so they lost like Julius Randle and the Knicks. Oh, see you what's happening here. Mm, mm, mm. I knew I was going to start this, but I, I had know. to say it. I was on, I was on Twitter last night saying it. I was like, this is all I'm going to say because I saw it happen. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Anyway, I got no, I got I no basketball. <laughs> God. Uh, in the chat, just real quick. So, uh, Rachel, <laughs> Hey, uh, shout out to Rachel's Adventures. She was uh, Maleficent at uh, Gem State Comic Con. She's asking oh, yeah. if the interviews that we did at uh, Gem State, if they're going to go online, uh, they will eventually. Um, we have to cycle through uh, all of our other interviews that haven't gone up yet before we put those up, but they will be up. Oh, and I have to say hi to my sister from another Mister. That would be our Mezzo, JD, Mommy Mezzo, Premier Mommy. What up, Mezzo? That's cool. I remember the Maleficent. That's great. What's up, Rach? That's that's awesome. Thanks it was a great looking. cosplay. It was a really good cosplay. I remember us talking about that cosplay. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, this week on deck, we've got the Geek End Update. Oh, Powerhouse Comic Con is almost here. More interviews. Right, more interviews. Lights, camera, reaction. Time to spice things up with Dune Part 2. Starting rumors. Is Superman, Superman flying onto your console system? <laughs> Love that both of you guys try to say that line right now. And of course... <laughs> The download. We're dishing out a delightful amount of DC deliciousness. Deliciousness. But of course, before we get into that, we've got to ask you guys and got to let you know. But first, let me get a shout out. Shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are a unique interview, question, and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So if you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, level up with Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code NERDING10. Get yourself a discount. Uh, Rachel heard our, our Poddex questions when we did the, the interviews up at Gem State um, Comic Con in Idaho. So yeah, Poddex are great. We use them practically at every interview interview that we do and it always creates a lot of a uh, conversation so if you're interested check out poddex.com oh wait <laughs> i actually I'm, have it i'm okay with the acoustic version I'm a- <laughs> that's acapella baby yeah now of course ladies and gentlemen if the show and all of our channel and everything is brought to you by poddex then what powers young phil and all of his obsessive energy and i'm tell you what it is ladies and gentlemen phil is brought to you by Dubby. That's right. Dubby's an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. Dubby contains no maltodextrin, no sugars, no fillers, no mil- uh, artificial colors or dyes, and it is keto friendly for those of you who are on that, uh, you know, keto lifestyle. Keto. Keto. The keto. Uh, Dubby contains Neurofactor, a neurotropic derived from the coffee fruit. Neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and three essential B vitamins help you stay alert and energized ladies and gentlemen find out more about w go to www.w.gg use the code nerding 10 get 10 percent off your order completely worth it uh for those of you who are at gem state comic-con you got to taste it you know how delicious the w is so get in on that my flavor combination tonight is uh i i, I just thought about it right now because i was just kind of like looking over and i was like oh what should i do and i was like okay definitely want to do the calio cream which is the new flavor right Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's the dream sickly mango uh, thing. The mango orange cream, mango. right? But then I was just thinking, I was like, you know what would go good with that is beach and peach, which is the mango white pe- 
peach yeah. and also goat milk. Yeah, uh, definitely, add some... definitely add some goat milk. Or, no? you know, right. almond milk if you're still wanting to beto. And you like your animal friends. Exactly. Well, if you like them so much, drink their milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I've milked a cow before. <laughs> Did it kick you? You know, <laughs> no. you know, you know, young <laughs> Phil, I have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you can pretty much milk anything with nipples. All right. All right. Let's move on. James, more time for James. Oh, look at that. Look, there's like 17 fingers touching his lips at the same time. That's weird. Very mongoly. Mongoly. Well, while I'm doing this, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Geek Game! Oh. Slow down there, Max Headroom. What's happening here? <laughs> I love the Max Headroom uh, reference. That works out perfectly. All right, listen to Distance Nerding and our second show, A Comic Conversation via Comic-Con-Radio.com. So Rachel in the chat was asking like, hey, how do we get to these Gem State Comic-Con interviews? Where are they going to be? It's going to be on Comic-Con-Radio.com under A Comic Conversation. So all the interviews we do at the various cons, interviews we do on the show, we compile them up throw them into our second show a comic conversation so look for distance nerding podcast including this episode and a new comic conversation every week on comic-con-radio.com slash podcast i'll pop it into the chat because that's what it says to do <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> written by james <laughs> Or James at a later time. He's like, or wait, James. What did my instructions say, what did I tell myself to do later? Or James by James, <laughs> approved by James. That's the brand. And if, you're just. And if you're approved, if you're looking for more interviews, our next show that we're doing is PowerhouseComicCon.com, May 20th, Pleasanton, California, featuring David Faustino from Married with Children. Love and marriage, love, love and, and marriage. marriage goes together <laughs> like a horse and <laughs> carriage. <laughs> This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. All right, I'm done. Now you're done. We also got Tracy Gold from Growing Pains. Okay, sing the Growing Pains theme. Can't think of that one off the top of my exactly. head. Exactly, exactly. That is memorable. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy Gold will be there. Elise Bowman from Dragon Ball Z will be there. Um, our dragon, good friend... dragon, tough the dragon. All right. Okay, every theme song. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got something for this one. Never mind. I had something for this one, but I don't need more. Continue. All right, thanks. So Elise Bowman <laughs> from Dragon Ball Z will be there. Uh, our good buddy Joey Deoria, who is Bozo the Clown and the voice of Droopy Dog, he will be there as well. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Bunch of other stuff. Cosplay. Oh, speaking of, our good friends, um, the Fresno Deadpool, so Lady Deadpool Fresno and Deadpool Fresno, will be there doing the cosplay contest. That's awesome. Oh, They're going to be cool. hosting it. So they're our good friends. <clears throat> Seen them at a number of different shows. They're awesome people. People. Maybe um, I'll back them up uh, this year like I did two years ago when they ho 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 hosted the cosplay contest. Yeah. I remember, I remember Matt really liked it when uh, when I would do like sound bites in the background. He was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> or or we get a third Deadpool. I'm just saying. I'm There's just a saying. possibility that there will be three Deadpools on stage at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of a lot of pools. Is that a murder of Deadpools? That, that would be a murder of Deadpools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So vendors, uh, artists. There's going to be a ton of artists there. 
there. Um, some great celebs cosplaying contest. There's actually going to be a couple um bands there as well. I don't know if you saw that, Young Phil, but there's some that. bands yeah. that are opening up the show. The, the, awesome. the army band is going to be there. Yeah. So Powerhouse Comic Con, May 20th, Pleasanton, California, at the what is it? The Alameda County Fairgrounds. It's going to yes, be sir. awesome. Come hang out with us. Yes, sir. Uh, it is time to move on because it is now time to start some rumors. What rumors? Are we? What are we doing? I don't know any getting their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. Oh, let's start some rumors. I want to start some rumors with you. With you. With you. I want to start some rumors with you. All right. I'm on mute and I didn't know it. You ready for some rumors? We got a bunch of rumors, a bunch of movie rumors. Bray, you want to start it off? So in knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! (laughs) We got, uh, it sounds like Paramount Pictures is looking at developing another G.I. Joe movie. (sighs) So the news comes out, uh, comes from franchise producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. All right. Uh Okay. Okay. Who revealed that the new movie is born from a failed attempt to make a G.I. Joe series. Uh, during a recent interview with Collider, D. Bonaventura uh, revealed that he and a creative team attempted to develop the TV series with Amazon Studios and Paramount Pictures. Uh, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura, man, that's a long name, uh, said, we actually developed a pilot with Amazon. Uh, this was before Paramount Plus, just as Paramount Plus was coming in. It didn't pan out. Uh, we're in a lot of conversations about what to do with it as a film. And so I would have to say, most likely, you're going to see that come to fruition. How soon is always impossible to say. For a long time, there were no active conversations. There's a lot going on, right? So basically, he's saying a whole lot of stuff, and he doesn't know. He's like words, uh, you know, words, words, words. Uh, writer strike, so we're not doing it right now. Right. <laughs> he's going, "Phew, writer strike." So I have a, I actually have a, uh, an excuse. Uh, so I the mean, last attempt. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, GI Joe is a is a huge IP that they just mm-hmm. haven't gotten right yet. Like there's been, you know, we talked about summer blockbuster movies. They tried, but it just didn't even throwing the rock into it, it didn't quite work. No. You know, I, so. I mean they tried so much with this, and then you know, a, a, a concept that should have been awesome. Let's make a snake eyes movie. You know, everybody yeah. loves this character, yeah. did not pan out at all. You know, I mean it's, it's kind of like well, the, the part of the problem is, is they don't have anybody who's going into the series that has like a true reverence for G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? Like, like you're seeing how they're doing Transformers. You're starting to see, you know, what they're doing with a lot of these uh, series and these franchises. And it's like, like what they did, the only thing they did right is they made characters look cool, but they never did anything like the right way. You know, they never, the writing was never there for any of the Transformers movies. And they probably thought, oh, well, we can get away with just doing mindless action because it's G.I. Joe. But it's like, we want story. We want substance and make these characters not just look cool make them just be cool in general you know and it's and we haven't really gotten that uh out of any of the films that they've tried to make you know they, they're trying to do the 80s formula and it's not working yeah and it's they either with the 80s stuff is the thing that seems to eat, there are two ways to do it either you do it ultra realistic with the essence of the character or you go total camp and yeah. you, you can either do one or the other because like they did it with the brady bunch they did it uh they've done it with other cartoons i think like e-man they did it man like they've done other stuff and so and i think that's where it's going is they don't know what they want it to be and so and then they also don't have someone that's so behind it and just loves it 
and is right. wants to fight for each character. And I think that also hurts think, because it was a cool good, show. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a Kevin Feige. They don't have a James yeah. Gunn. They don't have, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 they don't have the people who love the franchise enough that they want to do it justice. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. who they need to find in order to do something right with G.I. Joe. Yeah. I mean, they could make it uh, almost a boys style thing because if you think about it, Black Noir is a lot like me guys. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. And I mean, if they did something like that where they made it really like not that, but like made it more realistic, gritty, they could do it and it would do really well. They just have to just it's like they go, well, let's just dip our toes in. This. They don't just go, OK, we're just full scene going in. You gotta pull a Barbie. You gotta pull a Barbie and like lean into it. Yeah. Either that, or I think that if they went the route of like um, Winter Soldier, where it's like you know, it's very much a comic book movie, but it's very much an espionage movie at the same time. Right. Uh, I I think if they followed uh, GI Joe Retribution, which was a really good cartoon, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. if they followed the storyline of GI Joe Retribution, uh, I think that they could have a hit on their hands. It's just they don't listen to people like us they listen to people who think they know about making money and they make the wrong moves because it's like well this made money in the past that's not how this works you need to like, you need to get the essence of why we love these franchises and make a film from that yeah exactly. tacos on the table well, i'm not oh. done yet <laughs> oh sorry my bad it's actually a whole nother sentence the last attempt to make a gi joe movie was in 2021 hey guys what about? Uh, which was a decent attempt but it still didn't quite get uh get what the awesomeness of gi joe what a G.I. Joe movie would be. So, I mean, I hopefully they're going to go something like that. But, you know, hey, maybe the next attempt will get it right, right? No. <laughs> maybe. No. Now we can do tacos on the table. <laughs> Tacos on the table. Do you guys think that uh, another GI Joe movie is happening? Fran, where you're talking? I think tacos on the table. I think we we deserve a GI Joe Renaissance. I like it. That's good. Are your tacos on the table for this? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really hopeful for because Frey kind of hit it. It's like it's either you you go campy with it or you lean into it. And I like your take on like involving a little espionage, making a winter soldiery. You know, like that's that's it. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I think there's enough um, IP out there that's been sort of uh, reused and kind of dipping into nostalgia where you can make G.I. Joe work now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You can make it a crazy you know you know what formula is the best one to follow for stuff like this is James Bond. Oh yeah. Or like I mean Jack Ryan they had the the Amazon show Jack Ryan like you can do something like that. Like that is something that's really cool and it's all about like oh these factions and then you meet someone there so you could meet Scarlet at one of these places and pick right. her up along right. the way. You, you can introduce people more organically right. than what they're right. just like, hey, there's just a whole bunch of people. These are all my friends. Let's go and drop a bad guy. Well, yeah. the, reason I, the reason I pull, I, I bring up James Bond is because James Bond is a very grounded character. Like, you know, it's like this person could be real in real life, but then there's so many like fantastical, out of this world, crazy things that happen in James Bond movies that is like, you can suspend your disbelief, you know? And, and it's like, you can do something that is a realistic espionage movie but at the same time and, and it'd be a counterterrorism kind of thing because that's what Cobra is uh, and yeah. give us you know these fantastical characters uh, a-, a la James Bond like you know y- you would believe that Destro is a character that could actually be around you believe that Cobra Commander is an actual character like you know just you can make these characters believable in a world where it's also you know yeah okay this is a movie and this stuff doesn't really exist you know what I mean and you totally. can also get fan service too you don't ha- necessarily 
necessarily have to. You don't have to highlight the cool costumes. You could make it like, okay, we're going to be in this most of the time, and then bam, the costume. This is our upgrade or whatever, like they do in the in in other movies. They they tried that in the first GI Joe, and and I didn't like the way that they did. They 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 went about it again. Like they we, were posing too much in the first GI Joe movie. It yeah. was like let's pose with our guns, let's pose with the beret, let's pose here, let's. And it was like no, guys, just be but then, like the, the, the Cobra Commander reveal and everything like that, and and just the way that they went about Cobra Commander within that in the second movie, it it, it was just terrible. Like I would much yeah. rather have never seen Cobra Commander's face, and you just have this dude behind mm-hmm. a shroud that is yeah. a, just a complete terrorist monster that just wants to destroy the world. You know, like the man behind the curtain. Like you yeah. could totally do me. Like I said, like retribution. What was cool about, and this is not cool, but it was uh, what, the way that they introduced that character is he shoots a missile into the UN building, and it turns out not to be a missile. Has a screen pop out, and he in- introduces himself as Cobra Commander, and is like, "If you don't follow my demands, I will destroy a city on this planet, and and I will continue to every day. I will continue to destroy a city until you meet my demands." And then he blows up Moscow, and it brings like the world together. Right? Is is basically yeah. like I'm showing you I mean business. Like he nukes Moscow because he's just showing everybody like I am a monster and I will kill everybody in order to get things that I want. That's he what I want. To unite the world. That's all he wanted to do. He just wanted everyone to be united. And right. Um, my tacos on the table. Uh, I do believe that Paramount is making a film uh, only because uh, they're not going to leave money on the table. Um, the question yeah. is: the question is, are they uh, are they making something that is going to live up to the hype of GI Joe, or is going to make GI? It's going to elevate GI Joe, or are they just making another movie just to keep the IP? Yeah, I hope it's not the keeping the IP. That yeah. Would- yeah, I think they're pushing with it too. I, this could easily be a, a film, and then maybe there's a again a backstory on Snake Eyes that's a series, or a backstory on Scarlet that's a series on Amazon so or Paramount Plus. But we'll see. You know, All right, it would ahead. be great if they just did solo movies for each of them, like origin movies for each of them. I would like that. Then, that would, would be awesome. I, I would like if they started going the Marvel route and just said, okay, let's do mm-hmm. series and movies that live in the cinematic universe. But uh, we do have another story to get to because we will talk about this all night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, talk about Adam Driver. A uh, couple of weeks ago, it was reported that Marvel Studios offered Adam Driver the role of Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Uh, over the weekend, an update on, on that popped up uh, on Twitter on from MCU leaker uh, My Time to Shine Hello, who reports that Driver has officially accepted the offer and that he will be Reed Richards in the MCU. Um, guys, I, I'm still on the same kind of like wavelength, not against Adam Driver, but I don't think he'll do it because of the commitment for the character. Uh, everybody's talking and saying that, you know, oh, well, Driver's going to do this and he's going to do that. He hasn't confirmed or denied any talks with Marvel at all. So it's kind of like, you know, he's been really tight-lipped about it. So, I mean, like, everybody's going to continue talking and saying that, oh, yeah, well, Adam Driver this, Adam Driver that. Until I hear something, it's going to be hearsay to me, but it's like, again, I think he would be a decent Reed Richards. I think he'd be a better Doctor Doom. Uh, but I mean, you know, does he does he want to commit to another long-term character that's even bigger than Kylo Ren? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, if you, have you ever, did you see his SNL science room thing that where he was playing the science teacher? No. He did a couple years ago? Watch that and it'll convince, if you don't think he's gonna, if he would be a good Reed Richards, is that it, yeah, that shows you some of his range in that aspect. But I, I do, I think, would be a good I think he's a commitment phobe. I yeah. do, I think he's a commitment phobe, so. I think he'd be a way better Victor, honestly. I think that uh, he's one of those guys that can play that character really well. Um, 
I, I guess, I mean, the downside is it is him wearing a mask again. But I mean, like the whole big thing being that when they finally do that face reveal, like they put a like tiny little scar under his eye, you know, and I mean, he's a good enough looking dude. Across his eye in silver. I mean, no. Yeah, like I say, I mean, he's a good enough looking dude that he could pull off the narcissism from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Again, I just don't think he is like the most handsome dude in existence. But I mean, we all know you have a man crush on him. Just I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think crushing hard. That's uh, exactly yeah. what somebody you that's crushing hard. Talking about Adam Driver <laughs> because ears are <laughs> and his nose is giant. I'm not, I'm not super attracted to the dude, but the he's harder the, you he, say you're not, the more we think you are. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, okay. I'm just throwing it up there. Him versus Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds all day. Well, duh. Ryan Reynolds is is classic handsome. That guy's he's he's beautiful. Ryan Reynolds is open minded as hell. And then so and that, same thing with Rob McElhenney. Like Rob McElhenney is is a very handsome dude. You know, you should get involved with Charlie Day. And then you Charlie guys Day is like, amazing. I love Charlie Day. Romance the hell out of each other. Just like all four of them. I like love a, a romance quartet. Right. Like how how would it work if, if I found a way to to become friends with Charlie Day, you know, and it's like Charlie Day are like just sarcastic blood brothers. Yeah, there you go. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw my shirt. Oh yeah. Uh, but tacos on the table. Uh, do you guys think that he's accepted a, a role as Reed Richards? Totally no on, the on the table. Nope. All the tacos on the table. I like this. It's gonna happen. I, need my I think it's gonna happen. Myself. I don't know. My 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 tacos are off the table right now, and it's not because I don't think he'd make a good Reed Richards. I think it has more to do with with his the, the 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 things that he said about committing to roles in the past yeah i i me too that's why i don't want to put him on the table because i don't know i think he's considering it and he may be negotiating on okay how many you know what kind of time commitment am i going to be able to clean and things like that and i think that's where we're uh where we are right now so but i just i think he's he's all in i don't I know i know he still wants to continue doing his indie movies he still wants to do mm-hmm. movies that he can he can get uh uh, Oscar nominations for and things like that. I know that's been kind of a big thing for him that he's been like wanting to do smaller roles. Um, you know, but I mean, maybe he does commit. Maybe, maybe he does say, okay, you know what? Reed Richards is the role of a lifetime. I'm going to do Reed Richards, you know? Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't put my tacos on the table yet. I need, I need confirmation. Oh, it's coming. That's the confirmation. All right. Let's keep going. As director Wes Ball is finishing his kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie, a new report surfaced claiming Disney Plus is currently developing. Developing a Planet of the Apes series. Interesting. Ooh. So the upcoming film is supposed to be like an all new chapter for the Planet of the Apes saga, picking up many years after the conclusion of the 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. And then the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming out May 24th, 2024. So like a year away. Do you think Disney Plus is making a series? I want tacos are on the table 100 uh, percent. Really? I, again, I don't see Disney leaving money off table for this. Uh, it's such a good franchise already. Already. Um, you know, the movies have been amazing. Uh, I, I you know, I, I arguably better than the originals. Then no, that's no hate on Charlton Heston. But I mean, like, you know, like just these movies are so well written and the characters 
Keep going, Phil. Okay. And the characters are so well done. You know, I this is definitely something that I feel um I feel that they're they're going towards and to expand on that story, you know, a series makes sense. Yeah, I I agree. Um I you know, it's weird though because I don't know if Disney Plus is the place for Planet of the Apes. Is that weird? Well, if they go with the rated R rating kind of stuff they were um that they've been planning on doing and everything like that, like, you know, if if they start doing like higher uh level rated content um then i mean that's where that could go i mean planet of the apes is already only pg-13 to begin with i mean like you look at look at uh, look at well i guess willow's not a good example but i mean like you know kind of like some of the willow. stuff they, like some of the stuff they did with willow was kind of dark and it was really good even though you know obviously it's getting canceled but i mean you know i i, I don't see them not going in on this well like moon knight moon knight yeah moon knight actually yeah. is a really good example because mm-hmm. it's dark it's dark and it's got it feels a a lot of like serious issues mm-hmm. so i could see that but i just don't care i just i'm i honestly i mean yeah it's planet of the apes i just don't I mean, it's not that i don't care about planet of the apes i just feel like it's run its course <clears throat> We're going to be yeah. zombies before they're, we're going to be apes. I think they need to give it about 10 years and then do it again. <laughs> I think, okay, so are they going to do it? Maybe, but my tacos are off the table. It feels weird having Planet of the Apes on the same streamer as like National Geographic. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a little odd. Here's a series about monkeys taking over the world, and here's a series about real monkeys. Yeah, exactly. And here's what monkeys are doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Unless tacos, where are your tacos, everybody? A, a doc documentary style planet of the ape uh movie that like that would be great if they reinvented it put it on the, the national geographic part of disney plus and made it documentary style i would totally watch it you know it would be dope as if it was like in the future and it's like an orangutan documenting humans yes that would be fantastic <laughs> that would be so dope but right what? now no i don't my talk it my my talk it's my talk it my tacos my, my are cat. nowhere near the table my talk it's uh my talk around the table I, I i think disney uh knows where money make franchises are and i think that i mean if they're developing indiana jones and they're putting star wars and they're putting uh all the marvel series and everything like that uh and, and they're going into these niche markets uh i don't see them not doing it especially because they own the franchise and they're not gonna not do something with it so totally different topic but have you guys seen star wars visions 2 yet uh, i haven't yeah i watched the first episode and it was very good but very different was it so the, you know the their art style was it kind of threw me off a little bit oh the they're actually already like there's it's reported that they're actually developed season the visions season three now right yeah. so it's according uh, so disney plus re- recently released that you know what we were just talking about volume two and according to one take news lucasfilm has already started developing star wars visions volume three so is, i'm in yeah, yeah i was gonna say is star wars visions going to be a may the trend yeah my tacos are on the table for this 100 percent uh i i don't see i i see that they're seeing success with allowing other studios to develop animation for star wars and it's giving like it's giving a lot of people who like you know probably never thought they would ever be able to do a star wars thing yeah a chance to do star wars and they're doing it and i mean they're 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 also outsourcing to studios outside so they don't have to worry about their timetables uh mm-hmm. like each episode 
episode that you basically have a year to do one episode. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, we don't have to worry about, you know, getting on top of everybody to do this stuff. Uh, also, maybe get around the writer skills of America. True. Ooh, good point. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I 100% believe that this is going to be a May 4th trend now because the last two May 4ths, they've released Star Wars Visions and they've been a hit each time. So, yeah. Well, it's, see, it's such a good, I mean, it's, it's a really great, what am I trying to say? It's a really great, um, like, it highlights different people, it, it, you know, and different studios and all this stuff. And so you get all these different visions. Right. And I like that it's called Visions and it's not really canon unless they really like it and then they'll bring it into canon. And so I think that, that it, yeah, I could see this being a yearly thing. As long as it sparked conversation and people watch it, they'll keep doing it. Absolutely. Again, so. they, they were, they're already talking about bringing in the Ronin because he's such a lo like loved character like people mm -hmm. love him in season one so much that people are talking about like the arts that they've been talking about for a while of doing an entire series about the Ronin and I think that'd be great because I mean he was really cool and yeah I mean I haven't seen any of the season two yet I'm waiting for when my son comes back we're gonna watch him all of us and um but yeah I really love the first the first season and now I really think that the second season because they're not just it wasn't just like Japanese anime so it's like yeah now it's all these different kinds and I could just see them keeping doing because there are all these little animation studios that really need to be you know out there and highlighted and just don't get enough there's not as much of a as a market for the little studios as there is for like little uh, production companies right. and so mm -hmm. I think that I think this is a great thing for that and I know it's a Dave Filoni baby like he he's doing it specifically to give the animators uh, a platform so yeah. I think yeah I think as long as Filoni is in good with everybody i think they're going to keep doing it so my tacos are totally on the table for this yep i, I completely agree i watched all of season two the first night that it came out it's oh, wow. super good um and on top of that think about it this way this is a way for them to like what you said introduce new characters different stories in small little bits see what works mm -hmm. see what doesn't it's great for like their merchandising too like as soon as uh ronin came out there were funko pops oh there yeah t-shirts with the ronin already like they knew he was going to be a hit they knew it was like oh yeah this yeah. guy well like, i mean the the thing about star wars is it's always been a toy haven i oh, mean yeah. it's you know you that's that's where the whole toy thing started was you know the, you know they did the, the hasbro thing and it was like oh yeah you can pre-order all these toys oh kenner and, kenner sorry yeah. i said hasbro i'm sorry i got hasbro in the brain anyway <laughs> right back there yeah um but yeah no i i think that it's always been that way so i i definitely think that they have it's a hit and it's a hit on a platform that they want viewers to stay and to be loyal to. So yeah, and on yeah. Disney Plus level, it just feeds them content and feeds them something that they can they can use. You know, like hey, this is mm -hmm. this is a, a selling point is we're giving you brand new Star Wars content. You know, so that's <coughs> exclusive to Disney Plus. But yeah, let's keep absolutely. going. I have yep. I have more Star Wars news. All right, Yay. Oh, dude, bring it on. Let's go. EA has confirmed that there's a new RTS Star Wars game in the works with respawn entertainment Ooh, right yes. but there appears to be another rts star wars game from a different developer in the pipeline as well so vgc's <laughs> andy robinson noted that a different unannounced rts star wars game is coming soon and we won't have to wait long to learn more Ooh, you know what i think it is honestly wait explain what rts is uh real-time strategy
strategy. So this is going to be like, um, God, what, what, what are good examples of real time strategy games? Uh, I don't, I don't like real time strategy. I want RTS games. to be able to think of my strategy for many, 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 many minutes before oh, so I do it. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're a turn-based strategy kind of person then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you, you, you weren't expecting me to give you an answer for that. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, um, this is what I think is happening. So a lot of, a lot of games have been getting remastered lately. They've been bringing back like, Oh, Hey, here's a game that was really good that people really liked. And let's get people, give people a taste of these games, uh, uh, and, and bring them back. I know respawns working on an all original IP for, uh, in RTS, but, um, those of you out there that have played, uh, old school RTS games possibly have played, uh, empire at war, uh, which was a real time strategy game where you essentially played as the empire taking over the entire universe uh and you went to each planet and took over each planet and you get vader as a hero character and things like that i think that they're remastering um empire at war to bring that back oh that'd be cool yeah uh i, I love i'll watch that it was such a good game because like once you, like like basically it's kind of cool because like you know once you take over certain planets then you get you unlock like more tech trees and when you take over mon calamari you get the ability to build a uh, um, larger class cruiser so then you can build the executor oh that's yeah. cool and then you can like build like larger star destroyers and stuff like that like it's it's dope the way that they have it. and then of course eventually once you once your empire is big enough uh you can build the death star and you can actually like destroy other planets with it i think my son would like the, would like all these because he i think he really digs stuff like that he plays like uh he plays stellaris still and okay he plays like a lot of stuff where you build the empire and you make it like uh, you can I don't know he's playing a like a Westeros one right now and I don't know what it's called but uh, and he's just like yeah so uh, they're they're fighting again and I'm having to to keep them in order <laughs> so he likes that kind of stuff so I think he'd really like this yeah I mean he may already know about it ask him if he knows about Empire at War next time you talk to him okay uh, I will I'm sure, sure Say Wong uh, is not in the chat anymore but I mean if Say Wong if you're still there let me know if you played uh, Empire at War man because that definitely is a uh, if you're into RTS games and and you especially if you played dune back in the in the late 90s uh then you had to have played uh empire at war cool interesting okay cool so i got something i love something something yeah. what do you got? It, at first that's star wars there we go hey there's the big boy blue scout guy big boy I blue scout. yeah i did it on purpose uh, <laughs> so the symbol means oh <laughs> i don't think it does i think it means soap all right <laughs> hope for the gaming community a new superman game may finally be happening after all these years uh they've been in development for various superman games forever yeah oh yeah uh and it's been like 20 years since the man of steel got his own game like nearly 20 years gosh that's a long time yeah uh warner brothers ceo uh and dreamy guy about town uh ceo david zasloff <laughs> seemed to suggest during a recent investors call that we could see a new superman game announced a uh, game around the time of Superman Legacy. So that's like, what, 2025-ish? Mm-hmm. Um, a new Superman movie from James... Oh, hey, haha. If I had just read it, it would have told me. Uh- <laughs> He didn't outright confirm a new game was coming, but he was speaking about how WB has the unique advantage of owning all the IP and its video game developers work on all the IP that its video game developers work on. Man. All right. And suggested people will spend more time hanging out in the Superman world and universe. 
What do we think? So, Interesting. Here's my take on this because they're talking about 2025. That's not enough time to develop a game from the mm -hmm. ground up unless they've already been developing it. Um, I know that um, that Warner Brothers Montreal was talking about doing a Superman game. Um, and I know that Superman is supposed to be in the uh, Kill the Justice League game. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, It'll be interesting to see how that turns out because that's that's the main reason why I don't think that game will be out in time for a movie is because and you got to get the flying mechanic down right yeah well uh, a couple years ago they put out a uh, a test uh, of Superman flying around Metropolis and it actually looked amazing you know um, I think that there is a way there there is a way especially with the way that they've developed kind of like Harry Potter and, and some yeah. of the other flying mechanics in, in some other games that they could easily do a decent Superman game and I would want it to be something developed by like Rocksteady versus like uh, WB Montreal because Warner Brothers Montreal has kind of dropped the ball in the few games that they've done in, in the DC universe. Yeah. Um. I I definitely would want to see you know like Rocksteady working on it, but again, like Rocksteady, especially with the non-crunch culture that they've been kind of like you know pushing more towards. I don't see them getting it out by 2025. Yeah. I mean, I don't know either. Well, I mean, if the writer strike keeps going on a long time, it may we may not get Superman Legacy until 2026. Well, uh, well, we're going to talk about it later, but uh, the, a, a script was already submitted. So yeah, but it was a first draft. Yeah. So, so I mean, I could see it. He's yeah, directing. directing. So, yeah. so I mean, things will happen. But you know, about that Superman thing. Um, when we were researching this, there was like an uh test version, like an Unreal Engine five yeah. test yeah. version of Superman flying around. It's like just a fan made it. Yeah, and that's it what I was talking about. awesome. Yeah, that's it what I was looked talking. amazing. Yeah, the, the 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 fight mechanics that they had in that and um they were because they were using unreal 5 uh everything in the world was fully destructible so you can like fly superman through a building and the whole building collapse like it's it, it's it looks awesome the way that they have it set up my whole thing would be not just mechanics like you would have to get down the fighting mechanics and everything like that uh but then also the story is the big thing rocksteady is known for putting out really good stories um and again the length of the game is another big thing yeah i mean i would like to see a good superman movie I movie uh video game well yeah. i'd like to see a good superman movie too but i'd like to see a good superman video game because i think that that we need one i mean it's been so long and we've had like so many batman games so many and uh, i'd like to see that it's amazing so i mean well, that's that's actually a good point because what the batman games do really well is that they tell their own story right. where they don't have to be attached to the movie and what happens in the movie right. it's it's almost like its own elseworlds thing so right. mm -hmm. I think they can do the same thing with Superman. So tacos on the table for that. I'm like, gonna put my tacos on the table. My tacos, ha they're half on the table. My, my tacos. There's no half tacos. I'm There's no half tacos. tacos. No, there are. I can do half no. tacos. There are. Here's my reason. No, there's reasoning for it. I believe that they're developing a game, but I don't think it's gonna be out in 2025. The way that they're saying that they want it out by the time the movie comes out, because that is not enough development time to put a decent game out. So that means your tacos are off the table. For that, it comes out in 2025. But my tacos are on the table that they're actually doing a game. Exactly. So they're off the table. There's no half tacos. That's one of the rules. There's no half tacos. I've been you doing commit. half tacos for like months. You have to commit. You have to commit those tacos. There's no half tacos. Yeah, okay. whatever. You're not my real mom. Yeah, I am. You're not my mom. <laughs> You're not my mom. So Let's get into some news. Let's get into it. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the download. 
We got a lot of DC news, so good segue. <coughs> In Bruce Wayne kind of money news, The Flash is one of the most anticipated films of the year, but it's not coming cheap to DC Studios. The budget was revealed, and I was actually a little nervous for this. The budget was revealed that The Flash production designer, or by The Flash production designer, Paul Osterberry, during an interview, he said this mm, I love Osterberries. Oster, so good. So good. So good on your meatballs when you're shopping for furniture. <laughs> Osterberries yeah. and meatballs? <laughs> He said, this movie is a big deal for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers shelled out $220 million for this project. Wow. That's a lot for a solo title. That's also probably why Ezra Miller wasn't taken off the phone. (laughs) Probably. We already put $220 million into this movie. We're not getting rid of him. Them. Them. Sorry. I missed you. But it's kind of interesting because he went on to say the reason for the big budget price tag was because it was filmed, um, in quotes, two different chunks. And I'm like, wait what is that about so one chunk was filmed with Ezra Miller playing the present day Barry and then the second chunk was filmed with you know Ezra playing Barry's younger version from the alternate timeline I'm like oh oh yeah that's kind of interesting because yeah. you know he's got to be on set he's got you know makeup and, and wardrobe so yeah I guess they kind of have to do both so yeah they, 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 they probably had to change their hair and and because if you look at like the trailer there's one section where their hair is long and there's another like when you see them looking at at the, themselves the other one is just like regular Ezra Miller like today so yeah yeah so Osterberg yeah, mentioned Miller would which roles every few days and he added that the actor would work six days a week with only three days off during the entire shoot so lots of pressure oh well that's why they went crazy <laughs> all right yeah well, yeah yeah I guess so uh we do have a want to get nuts let's get nuts synopsis synopsis Opposite. That's definitely something that fits Opposite. Ezra Miller. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. <laughs> In a world's collide story, the Flash Barry <laughs> Allen uses his superpowers to travel back in time. Gotta go back in time. Change the events of his past. He <laughs> successful attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, and Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned with no superheroes to stop his terraforming plan. That is, unless Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian. But it's but it's not the one we know ultimately to save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows Barry's only hope is to race for his life but it will make the ultimate sacrifice to be enough to reset the universe mm-hmm. we shall see. Uh, uh, let's see the movie also stars Michael Keaton as Batman Ben Affleck as Batman Michael Shannon <laughs> as Batman uh, but also playing Zod uh, Ron Livingston as Batman Maribel yeah, uh, as Batman as Batman yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody as Batman uh, the Flash is cosmic tread is cosmic treadmilling into theaters July sixteenth, June sixteenth, sir. That's what I said. <laughs> One of the J months, you know. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll fix it. We're gonna fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> I'll get on my cosmic treadmill and run back in time to fix it. Yeah. And then it'll be all Jamez's fault. Yeah, that's exactly. that's that's a lot of money. Like I said, that's probably why they didn't uh recast it. Well, uh, you gotta think like how they how they do twins and stuff. Like if you have the same character playing twins and like you know, you have to do one side and then you do the other. So I could totally see that. It makes a lot of sense. Well, in uh do you know what the S means news? Mm-hmm. DC Studios co-CEO 
studio, James Gunn has been working on the film script for his Superman legacy for months. And the rap has reported that he turned in the draft last week, right before the writer's strike. And the movie isn't expected to be affected by the strike as production on the film won't start until early 2024. Gunn is also directing the film, which will tell the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. So he's from Kansas. I'm from Kansas. Uh, he is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way, guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old-fashioned. So, uh, I have a question. So, in what world is Kansas, like, the big, like, hub of America? It's not. The idea is supposed to be that he <laughs> learns his American morals from small-town America. Yeah, but isn't Metropolis, like, super close to Smallville? Like, it's like... That's supposed to be. Oh, it's supposed to be, like, like he has to travel halfway across it. Because, like, in Smallville, the TV show, and see, I always thought that. When I was reading the comics, I was always like, oh, well, Smallville, it's New York. Or it's like, you know, someplace like New York. And that Smallville is in Kansas, and so they're relatively halfway across the country from yeah. each other. That's but then, it's... but in the show, uh, Metropolis was like an hour's drive. So yeah. I was like, what the heck? They did that for the show to make it so that it was like, you know, everything was easier to get to, and it wasn't okay. like they were going back and forth between Metropolis and uh, Smallville. Like They wanted to go back and forth between both locations, and it wouldn't make sense if they were super far away and they had to keep going the way they did. Okay, um, alright, alright. I mean, it would make sense for, for Clark, because he's freaking Superman, and he can yeah, do, he that, can do but, that. Yeah. You know, when you have Lex Luthor being from Smallville and going back and forth, because that's another retcon is that Lex yeah. is Smallville. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things is that he's he's supposed to be from Smallville, Kansas, and Metropolis is supposed to be a coastal city. Yeah, so it's like small town boy makes it big in the big city kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, even in even in the Snyderverse, they retcon some <laughs> of that stuff because like Metropolis is supposed to be New York, where Gotham is supposed to be Chicago. Oh yeah. Why? Well, I thought I always thought that Gotham was Boston. No, no, yeah, Gotham is oh, supposed, supposed to be Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Uh, technically, they're both based on New York, but they're both based on like different versions of it. But mm -hmm. later on, they made it more like Gotham was Chicago and uh, and Metropolis is New York. Um, and in the Snyderverse, they retcon that and made them like right across the harbor from each other. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, cool. But, Are they uh, really? I didn't know about that in in the Snyderverse. Yeah, watch. Uh, no, it wasn't just League. it was. Uh, it was Batman versus. Batman Superman, mm -hmm. Dawn of Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, if, if you watch Bat BBS, uh, <laughs> there's a scene where uh, Lex is gonna drop. Uh, was it was it his mother off of the off of Lex Corp Tower? No, it was Lois. He dropped Lois, Lois. off the of Lex Corp. Right, yeah. and 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 Clark is in Gotham, and he flies across the harbor from. Like, he can basically see Lex Corp Tower from Gotham. Yeah. No, I mean uh, I remember I that. I just for some reason always thought that it was supposed to be Boston. I don't know why. Yeah. No. They Someone other... probably told me at one point, and I just went. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Gotham was, Gotham, again, technically they're both based on New York, um, but they, it's supposed to be like different versions of New York. Um, but yeah, so continuing on, when talking about the type of actor Gunn is looking to cast in the role, he said, it's hard, but we're looking and we actually have some really great choices, which I'm excited about, but it has to be somebody who has all of the humanity that Superman has, but he's also an alien. It's gotta be someone who has the kindness and the compassion that Superman has, and it has to be somebody that you want to give a hug. Superman Legacy's pre-production began last month and will usher in the live-action film part of DC Studios Gods and Monsters Chapter 1 which is so exciting. Uh, followed by The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, Swamp Thing, and more. Uh, Superman Legacy will fly into theaters July 11th, 2025. Somebody to give a hug to. This Superman is going to be played by Adam Driver. Al. No. <laughs> no, 
you know, that would be really funny. It would be really funny if Adam Driver decided not to do Reed Richards and then said, I'll be your Batman. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> bat ears activate. <laughs> bat Driver. Okay. He, so. he, he throws his bat ears at people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, let me detach my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. In Zaslav is really a robot news. Truth. War <laughs> Warner <true>. Brothers <laughs> Discovery CEO David Zaslav and everybody's favorite Cyberman gave DC Studios <laughs> co-CEO James Gunn a ringing endorsement. He spoke about Gunn's DC Studios during a recent earnings call and the, and the direction of the studio. Zaslav expressed confidence in Gunn and Saffron's plan. Quote, we got Gun and Saffron working very hard on DC, which is going to be a very big growth driver for this company. We are very bullish on DC, end quote. Zaslav continued, the Superman script first draft is done. Gun is on a mission from God. It on is really good <laughs> moment to prove out on DC what we got and how strong it is globally for long-term sustainable growth. Beep-boop, beep-boop. Beep-boop, Zaslav touted and Warner transmission. Brothers. <laughs> right? Zaslav touted Warner Brothers' commitment to generating meaningful creative momentum in its hundredth year and held D hailed DC's The Flash as one of the films that will help get the studio back on track. We got some more movies that are better. We have been working hard on fixing them and enhancing them and investing. We said no movie before it's time and with Barbie and Flash. We have two very good movies. The DC <laughs> Studios slate for this year is The Flash on June 16th, Blue Beetle on August 18th, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on December 20th. I, I, I think James, when he wrote that line, meant for you to go, end quote. No, I wrote all that. <laughs> oh, you wrote that? <laughs> I wrote the whole thing. It would have been funny if you just ended it with end quote. End quote, yeah. I thought about doing that and I was like, no, I think it's enough robot. <laughs> you want to do the robot voice. Well, commit to the line. You have to commit <laughs> to it, right? But you know what's interesting? Um, Zaslav, you know, when you kind of look back at things, it's going to be a little Kathleen Kennedy-ish where we all make fun of Kathleen Kennedy and Zaslav, but like when you look at their body of work and what's going to be coming out during their like, uh, uh, I guess, tenure, mm -hmm. you know, it's like he's putting out a brand new DC universe. He's putting out a brand new Harry Potter. Like Zaslav is swinging for the fences, you know? Yeah, he's but you know what, what, what he's not putting out? Batgirl. That's what he's not putting out. Uh, Until yeah. I get I, a Batgirl, I, I don't like him. Yeah, everything I hear about that movie is nothing but good. And it's like, yeah. why? Why did you not put that out? Did you ask David Chung about Batgirl? Because he was in Batgirl. Oh, you geez. talked to somebody that was in Batgirl. I talked to David Chung about it. And David Chung just... I'm asking for A. I'm asking for A. Oh, no. Well, she, yeah. I, I mean, I did. I said, so, so what about background? He was like, well, it's not coming out. That's all I was oh. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude, tell me something. Yeah, I got a chance to see a scene uh, because of him. But I mean, like, it, it, I mean, like, I, I got excited with what I saw and was just like, we're never going to be able to see this. Yeah, that's what, you know, and, you know, just make a new one. You know what I'm saying? Let James Gunn make a new one. Make a Birds of Prey. Do a Batgirl and then a Birds of Prey. And then I'll be fine. Can I'll be happy. Birds of Prey this time like not yeah. that I didn't like the last Birds of Prey I actually was I actually enjoyed what they did with that mm -hmm. but I mean 
like there were certain characters that weren't in that that were just like okay like and i'd much rather it be like a comic where it you know where you've got barbara gordon in the kind of she's the leader but she's also the one that that's in the k or in that well she was in the clock tower but and she's directing everyone she's kind she was kind of the the brains behind the operation and i really liked that i i really loved that concept of an all-female team that was led by a female who was extremely intelligent and (laughs) they got things done and they did it in a way Mm -hmm. that was professional and efficient and i just i mean i loved it and you weren't you know it wasn't hey look at our boobs hey look at our ass you know it was just they were doing good works well like they they made huntress look badass they made Mm -hmm. black canary look badass i mean as hot as 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 hot as she was Mm -hmm. like you know black canary was actually i i wanted a little more out of black canary uh as badass as they made her look i wanted more of the martial arts i wanted the canary call like i i kind of wanted certain things with that character that we didn't get um but i mean she was still cool nonetheless i would love all of the the actors that did them in the harley quinn and the the birds of prey Prey, harley quinn movie i would love all of them to be back for it i thought they did really really great jobs with what they had and i thought they did they really got the essence of the characters Mm -hmm. i just you know i just think that i would love to have something that is more reminiscent of the comic book and then of course as uh as black mask yeah oh god I could see um, James Gunn, like maybe, you know, what is chapter two of the DC? Like I could see him doing something like bringing some kind of justice to (laughs) justice, Uh, justice uh. to the whole situation of bringing in Batgirl, bringing in the birds of prey and telling a good story, you know, and and kind of making right because he's such a big fan. Shout out to Cindy. What's up, Cindy? Hey, guys. Um, (coughs) But yeah, let's keep going. We got more DC. (laughs) I'm dying. Forget it. You keep going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got a holy shit Batman news. Oh my goodness. Who swore? <laughs> Justice League War War World, the next animated film from Warner Bros. Animation. I didn't even know that they were going to put this out. Um, And Warner Bros. Discovery Home Entertainment is coming. According to a new listing on FilmRating.com, Justice League War World has officially been rated R for some bloody violence. Ooh, I dig this. this. So if they're doing War World, this is is a New Gods storyline, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure this is a New Gods storyline. Line. So I mean, like this can get really brutal depending on the characters they introduce. Yeah, yeah. it could. And I mean, I could see if they're going up against like Darkseid or um, Orion or you mm-hmm. know different you know the new Mongo. gods or whatever. Yeah, Mongo, Mongo. <laughs> Was, Sorry, wait, Mongo, I was thinking of Chris Kattan just being all like, "I'm Mongo." <laughs> so. I was saying, uh, Mongo's not a not a new god though, right? Mongo the Conqueror was a um, he's just a spacefaring dude, right? Yeah, it's, uh, he was he's like a yellow guy, right? Yes, uh, Mo- Mongo the Conqueror is a really dope character. Like, uh, you know, what's funny is when they when they showed him in the Justice League cartoon, he was just like an orange dark side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he looks like dark side, but he's just orange. Um, he reminded me more of like the Hulk kind of but I mean yeah. like he's he's he, I would say he's more like um not Professor Hulk but um who's who's the bad version of Hulk with the with the beard oh Maestro Maestro I, he reminds me more of Maestro if anything because my because yeah. Mongo is very intelligent he's very much a, a a major threat in the DC universe like he is like a dark side level threat he's not as strong as dark side but he's a lot more cunning yeah mm-hmm. and I think and that yeah I could be that yeah I do have a uh, bloody violent 
violence, opsis synopsis. Bloody violence, opsis synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> in War World, until now, the Justice League has been a loose association of superpowered individuals, but when they are swept away to War World, a place of unending, brutal gladi- gladiatorial combat, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the others must somehow unite to form an unbeatable resistance able to lead an entire planet to freedom. Okay, I remember the storyline now. So this is not a New God storyline. I do think that Mongo is involved in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, it sounds more like yeah. he is. Yeah, Mongol. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I remember this. I remember when they were like, and I think it doesn't it take place on like a planet with a red sun or something. And so Superman's not as powerful. Right. So it's it's there's a dying star. Superman's not as uh as powerful as he normally would be. That's mm-hmm. why she has to like fight along with everyone else. Um, I wanna say in the, the storyline that I remember, like they team up with Mongol in this one. Yeah, I want I don't think it was it's a it's an odd thing like there's a lot of a lot of different characters in that where you're just kind of like hmm interesting they put them in there <laughs> so from what i remember in the storyline yeah what i remember when they make it to war when they get to war world um they see mongol and they immediately get ready to like just beat the crap out of him because they, they uh, automatically assume he's doing something bad and he explains to them what's going on and he's like we're ever going to get out of this place we need to work together and they he, he, they actually work with mongol i don't know if they're going to do that in this because if they haven't introduced mongol within this movie universe that they have um then i don't see them like you know like teaming up with mongol you know on on this but i mean like yeah you know maybe they make mongol the one that's running war world yeah yeah that could yeah that could be it yeah. i love dc animated movies i think they're they so good, really but... they own animation right now they oh, yeah. really do uh, we totally. watched hush though and i have spoiler alert i have a problem with hush you, it is uh-oh. not it's not what happened in the comments well, i mean yeah there's there's the, the, the issue with some of that, and that's kind of what I what, what I was mentioning, is like you know you're probably not going to get the same story in more yeah. worlds within the comics because some characters haven't been introduced yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's the same thing in Hush. Like you're not really going to get some of that. Same thing with like Long Halloween. You're not yeah. going to get a proper Long Halloween because some of the characters haven't been introduced. I I mm-hmm. thought they did a pretty good job with Long Halloween, but yeah, Hush. I was just like, that's not who Hush is, you bastards. But anyway, just- Justice not- League War World will be released sometime. <laughs> This bloody violent summer. I'm excited. I, I, again, I love any DC animation, so I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, let's round out this DC news because Jim Lee, who has been acting as publisher and chief creative officer uh, of DC since 2018, has been named president of DC Comics. I'm down Woo-hoo! with this. I'm 100% down with this. Jim Lee is easily one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. in history of comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee made a name for himself as DC's crosstown rival Marvel in the early 90s and was a founding member of Image Comics, a publisher founded by seven former Marvel and DC artists back in 1992. At Image, each of the founders had their own publishing imprint with Lee's being Wildstorm and a brand that he bought to DC in 1998. Yep. I actually applied to be the secretary at Wildstorm. Did you? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. 
awesome. And met Jim Lee and John Nee was uh, there at the time as well. And yeah, I didn't get it, but it was cool. I made contact. And so hey, that's I'm it. acquainted. I'm you acquainted with, on the show? No, I can't. I was going to say I'm acquainted with Jim Lee, but he doesn't know who I am. Uh, he did meet my son in an elevator when my son was two. Oh, how cool. That's they awesome. Almost, they almost saw eye to eye. You, sh- you should oh. just like you should just like email him and be like, hey, um, I tried to apply to be your, your secretary back in uh, back. You in- interviewed me like, I don't know, <laughs> a long time ago to be a secretary and I didn't get it. But, but hey, you, you want to do me know. a big favor? <laughs> he might be one of those guys that like remembers people like that. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I remember you. I remember doing the interview. I'm sorry you didn't get the job. Yeah. But I like, remember your son. I looked him in the eye. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> Like be like, hey, you know, we have a podcast and we do nerdy stuff. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we would love to interview you sometime. Not that I'm saying actually do that, but I mean like <laughs> No, I mean it's, I it's love one of those like artwork. Yeah, yeah, he does some really good stuff. I mean, I'm a, a, a George Perez girl. I always will be until the I day I die. Perez. But I you know, Jim Lee, he ha- he really knows how to draw people. He really does. He does yeah. re- and hush, and he did hush. Yes, he did. And he really revitalized Batman with that storyline. And yeah. so yeah. Well, there's a, there's a Lego Jim Lee uh, art kit, uh-huh. and I want to get that. And then back in the day when me and James were at Hardly Heroes, uh, I got... This is based off his New 52 Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he made New 52. Yeah. Well, he was in New 52, but yeah. Uh, um, but like, yeah, uh, back in the day when me and James were at Hardly Heroes, one of the things I got for their studio was a signed Jim Lee uh, lithograph uh, of, of uh, one of the one of the Batman covers that he did. And yeah, no, it's it's... I love Jim Lee so much. There was a uh, at San Diego Comic Con one year. There was a, a lithograph of uh, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Power Girl, and I so Ooh. wanted it, but I'd already spent all my money. <laughs> I couldn't get it. I was like, ah, I want that because he. I does, bought it. You want to so see it? Good. Have it right here. <laughs> Power Girl. Every every fourteen year old boy's wet dream. <laughs> I love Power Girl. I love her. Power she's Girl. like one of my favorites. Power Girl is so ridiculously hot. See, she's 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 too hot. I'm just gonna throw that out. There. <laughs> All um, right, Lee, Lee will I have continue. a story about that, and we'll talk okay, about ahead, that right. some other time. No, yeah. I was going to say, we can talk about it some other time, but remind me, and I'll tell you, because uh, Butch Geist did a, a Power Girl picture for me, and there's a story behind it. So oh, but go ahead. Is That comes in the bonus episode. I like this. Yep. This is good. Good tease. Good tease. <laughs> Lee will continue his primary duties as publisher at DC Comics and also leads creative efforts to integrate DC's publishing portfolio of characters and stories across all media, supporting Warner Brothers Discovery's family of brands and studios congrats mr jim lee good for him i, that sounds, I think he's gonna work really well with james gunn yeah that sounds yeah, really was, interesting yeah. that he's he's gonna be doing like supporting material so like i wonder if they're gonna do an entire line that that lives within the movie universe and just tells like you know additional stories for things that we don't see on screen it like he could do supplemental stuff like that or yeah. you've got jim lee who really does know the essence of all these characters because not Absolutely. only does he draw them but he's a huge comic book fan yeah and to have him and james do it i'm wondering because like i know james loves the authority i love the authority and but i also know that jim lee really likes the authority as well so it's like it's almost like that you have such a good rea- 
creative team that can communicate to each other in their own language. And so that's going to be really cool in that comic book language. And I think, I think, I think it's a good thing. I'm really, I was wondering who they were going to get to take over the comic book section. Cause I know they had had some people leave. And so, and I'm just, I'm happy that it's Jim Lee. He's been doing it for so long and he's just been plugging away at it. And he's such a good hype man for the brand that I just can absolutely see. I, I just see this as a total win. I dig it. I'm so down with this. Just think there's all this, um, all the stuff that came from image that he did. That's now mm-hmm. part of DC, but they just haven't utilized yet. Right. Oh, they yeah. go back and they're they're going to be integrating Wildstorm into this. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's, and Jim Lee's not afraid to highlight artists and writers that are good artists and writers just for the sake of highlighting them. You know what I mean? Like just saying, Hey, they're really good. Let's do their project next kind of thing. So. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> oh, jumping out of DC news here, guys. It's time to write off into the sunset for one cowboy. As expected. Bye-bye. Huh? I said bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> as expected, Kevin Costner will not return to the Yellowstone series after season five. The news comes after reports of all kinds of behind-the-scenes drama between Costner and co-star Tyler Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Sorry. Uh, there's no update on when the cast and crew are going to return to Montana, where the series is filmed to finish shooting season five's remaining episodes. Regardless of Costner's leaving the show, series actor Cole, Cole Hauser, who plays Rip Wheeler on the series, <laughs> Rip Wheeler on the series, Wheeler, <laughs> confirmed the show will get a season six and a season seven. So Costner's just taking off and is just done with, with you know being being Dutton. Yeah, bye, Felicia. Well, he's, he's writing like his own cowboy series that he's like writing and probably directing and being a part of for like Amazon. So Amazon's like, here's all the money. He's like, yeah. bye, Felicia. I'm out. So good. Okay. Good for bye, him. Costner. See you later. Kevin Costner playing a modern cowboy, or do we want to see Kevin Costner as an old school cowboy again? Because I mean, he, he plays cowboy. Or do we want to see Kevin Costner at all? I mean, I want to see another Waterworld. <laughs> you you know, got to go to Universal Studios and I go to the I wouldn't mind uh, a reboot of Bull Durham. Oh, uh, okay. That was a good freaking movie. Bull Durham. Oh, loved that movie. Okay. Anyway. Field of Dreams? No. Bull Durham. <laughs> Field of Dreams was good, but I just loved that. I just thought it was great. Susan Sarandon and, uh, and that's, yeah, that's how she met uh, Tim Robbins. Oh, yeah. And that whole thing happened. And yeah, I just loved it. The thing that I loved the most was the on the mound when they were trying to figure out what uh, gifts to get for the wedding and that and somebody had like he was like look all this all my superstitions aren't working and he's like well try this and like he just solved everybody's problems like on the mound and he was like are we good now can we now play baseball right <laughs> I was like I love that so yeah it's one anyway. of the best baseball movies totally it really is I agree. it's a good baseball movie all right enough cowboy talk on to real men talk I'm talking Babylon 5 yeah so- here we go oh I'm already on board for this so Babylon 5 is getting an animated movie. Oh. Interesting place to go. I go so off because I, I would have see loved. it animated. Animate would be yeah. great because it's it's built for that kind of thing, but I would love to see a new live action. Yeah, Maybe this will spark cast. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the news comes straight from Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Trzinski, who not only confirmed the movie's existence, but that it's already completed. Nice. Further details will come next week from Warner Brothers Animation and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Um, with a latter involvement in suggesting that the Babylon 5 movie will see a direct-to-home direct-to-home media release rather than a theatrical one. Makes sense, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not a huge IP, but, you know. Well, and I mean, I prefer 
I don't know why, but I would prefer seeing live action in the theater and animation at home. And I don't know why that is, but yeah, I say that, but like Guardians had so much CGI in it, but it doesn't look like it. So it's like, yeah, with with the exception of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. No, that one. I, oh, yeah, I saw that, that one at home. I forgot too. about that. That, yeah. got, uh, that, was, that was a theatrical release. Yeah. That was like yeah. the first DC animated film back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. Uh, this news teased by Straczynski last week is likely to buoy the spirits of the Babylon 5 faithful as development on the proposed Batman or Batman <laughs> Babylon <laughs> 5 revival at the CW has been halted due to the writer's strike. I think this is what they're going to do. I think this may be their workaround for the writer's strike is hey what can we do animation wise or what do we have in the pipeline that we already but they are kind of doing for this though well but see they can go with writers that aren't uh maybe not american writers so I, it's weird because like it, it's only if they're part of that union writers guild of america yeah the writers guild of america so i just wonder if that's a, and a lot they, uh, the studios were asking for a lot of scripts before the writer strike so i'm wondering they were they were kind of prepared anyway that's the writer strike stuff we're not talking about that right now so no set date when the animated Babylon 5 film Babylon 5 film will take flight. Is that, a, is that a lot of word salad for you to say, James? Yeah, a lot yeah. of word salad with a stuffed up nose. Yes. <laughs> so I'd like to take us to a different world far away. Not long ago, though. It's on Juicy Blue Milk News, y'all. <laughs> Empire Magazine talked to showrunner for Star Wars and or Tony Gilroy about the upcoming trip back into that corner of the galaxy far, far away. Uh, in those comments, uh, the create the creative uh, director, well, showrunner, uh, did mention that the final three entries will involve the last three days before Rogue One. Ooh. So that's kind of interesting because, like, I was thinking, like, the first season, it took place probably, would you say, like, over maybe a year or two? Yeah. I mean, it was some time before the events of Rogue One. I yeah. Mean, point, season two, we're definitely getting K2SO. We have to because if, if it's three days before if it ends yeah. you know the, the series ends three days before Rogue One you have to like he's not just going to be like oh yeah here's K2SO with the relationship that they had in that movie yeah. you, knew, you know they knew each other for a while so do you think we'll get K2SO like in the first episode I hope. and then develop it because if the last three episodes are going to take place three days before Rogue One then they have a lot of ground to cover because if yeah. they start where they stopped yeah you know they've got he's got to meet K2SO he's got to get what's his name back um, the one that was in the the prison break one yeah, yeah. that he went with because he's in Rogue One and then we've also got to kind of see his network a little bit more and then I've mm-hmm. got to find out uh, all like what's going on with Lucius and does Mon Mothma meet ever meet Andor these are the questions I have and I want them answered and if they don't answer them I will be very angry <laughs> um, I, I do yeah. see like I, I, what I would want is season two starts up it's like a year or two after the events of the first season yeah. uh, and and he's our, like we, I don't even need an explanation just K2SO walks in the room right and or he, yeah the explanation is like you know uh, they, they like something is just you know we've been uh, uh, capturing uh, uh, Imperial uh, resources you know and K2SO just comes in and does a quip yeah I think or, or he's there with a like two or three of them and mm-hmm. he and he says something you know K2SO and then you're like that's K2SO oh my god I love him and then the others just kind of 
to go on their merry way. I think that would be great. That would be a great just little tidbit. Um, but yeah, no, Andor is my favorite. It's I think it's my app, my favorite of the new series. Mm-hmm. And I love Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong. I love Mandalorian. But I Andor to me just it's a part of Star Wars I didn't know I needed to see. And I now have to see all of it. So. The, um, the original plan for Andor was five seasons and each season would be a year uh, leading up to Rogue One. So it would start like five years before Rogue One. And then each season yeah. would lead into that. So they're just kind of condensing it down. Into well, it, that was seasons. Tony Gilroy's uh, like he wanted to just do two seasons. And I think he figured that out after the first season. He was like, no, we're only doing two seasons because this is yeah. a lot of work. But um, yeah. But so, it's, also, and I- it's also like it doesn't get stagnant if you just do yeah. two seasons and you're not just like throwing in filler episodes, you know? Yeah. I think we'll hear more about it as like as it comes up. Because, I mean, it's supposed to be it's scheduled to return August of 2024. So that's a lot of time. Like, we've got over a year now. So mm-hmm. I I can't wait for the ramp up to it. Uh, and They're filming right now in Italy. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just can't wait for the like, honestly, like the ramp up of the promotions and seeing stuff. And, you know, you've had like um, Diego Luna and uh, Guinevere. Yes. Uh, Oh, Kelly. I can't. I don't know her last name. Anyway, the one that plays Mon Mothma. She she had she did an interview. I just read something on her. And I know Diego Luna has been doing stuff. And they were at uh, Star Wars Celebration and talking about stuff. So I know they're really invested in it. And I know that. Filoni and company are also invested in it so I think it's going to be great and I think it's going to be a really good second season so yeah, I yeah. agree I really like the Mon Mothma stuff uh, by the way Jenna Genevieve O'Reilly but Genevieve I love that Mon O'Reilly Mothma. that's what it is I love the Mon Mothma <laughs> stuff so cool absolutely all right let's yeah keep and going. she was talking about sacrifice like every episode is going to be about sacrifice there's going to be some sacrifice in it and I just think that, that that's amazing that makes sense with the way that mm-hmm. the characters and in, in, in kind of like the way that Andor is been built at this point like the yeah. way the character like art goes and where we know that he goes and the types of sacrifices that he's willing to to mm-hmm. do i want to see him get a little more gritty especially because the opening scene in that movie is you know him sacrificing an, an a, a rebel spy to to imperials yeah like, i want to see just kind of the, the 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 things that he's willing to do in order to get their goals he opened yeah. the series by killing two policemen no i know oh. but i mean that was more self-defense it's like self-preservation whereas like at the beginning of the movie it was you know he was already an established spy and at that point he's willing to give away it's not somebody who who how do i put this like it's it's the the the, the two imp- uh uh the secure- he was more chaotic and didn't have a purpose right he killed them out of chaos whereas when we see him in rogue one he's driven by a purpose so it's not chaos it's the it's his purpose that caused him saw to that kill person him. as expendable like, yes. right. he's also willing to kill galen you know like just yeah. it's just like this is going to further our goals it's kind of like i want to i want to see where you go from this dude who didn't want anything to do with the rebellion to becoming this guy that is willing to kill anybody in order to get their their gains to where yeah i think it's gonna i mean honestly i think it's gonna be it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be a really good second season i was just shocked that they that second season was gonna end that close to rogue one i was like wow that's crazy right all right let's move uh yeah so in finish him news uh carl (laughs) urban will be taking on the role of Johnny Cage in New Line Cinema's upcoming film Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, Simon McQuoad, who directed the 2021 film, will return to helm the sequel, and the script comes from Jeremy Slater, who previously worked on Moon Knight and The Umbrella Academy. I'm actually very excited for this writer coming yeah. on to this. Yeah, uh, 
spoiler alert the post-credit scene teased that johnny cage would be coming in the sequel uh so lewis 10 huh well you spoiler jeez i just said spoiler alert oh for a movie that came out three years ago right (laughs) (laughs) anybody who wanted to watch that movie watched it already okay it came out like it was a stream it was one of the first movies that came out on hbo max yeah so it's like and i watched it when it came out Right. Uh, Lewis Ten, who played Cole Young in the last film, says he's been training his ass off for this for, for the new film. He also teased that the sequel is going to be absolutely insane and way bigger. Uh, I, you know, bigger. I dig Carl Huge. Urban. You know, I dig me some Carl Urban too. You I know, love he played Cupid. Did he? He played Cupid on Xena. Oh, that's the right. Warrior Princess. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Carl Urban is the nerd that people don't realize is a nerd because like everything that he does, he goes all in. Mm-hmm. And I love when he gets into a role that is a specifically a comic book or a nerd universe character, he is so big on, well, the character wouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved his take on Judge Dredd because uh, he talked in an interview about how they said that uh, the director originally wanted him to take his helmet off. He goes, well, Dredd wouldn't take his helmet off. Yeah, Dredd didn't do that. He said, Dredd, he said to this day, Dredd hasn't taken his helmet off in the comics. Why would he take it off in a movie? Mm -hmm. Dredd's a Mandalorian. Judge Dredd is a Mandalorian. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I I love that he was just like, I've read the comics and yeah. doesn't take off his helmet so I'm not taking it off that's out of character for Dredd to take it off like I so, love that when he played Bones same thing he's very oh, yeah. to how he didn't played take that his part. helmet off yeah he didn't oh, take mm-hmm. his helmet off you know he didn't you, he hated that transporter now oh, what do you think about Johnny Cage him playing Johnny Cage I know I he's, he's gonna he, knock it out of the friggin park I know he'll do the character justice the thing is is I don't know how I feel about him playing Johnny Cage to begin with Um, I know he can play characters that are you know full of themselves and uh, like you know, he's he's got a lot. I would have much rather had the Miz play him, but I mean, you know, they decided to go with Carl Urban. I'm not against Carl Urban playing Johnny Cage. It's just I don't know. I don't I don't feel like he is. I don't feel like he's selfish enough to play someone like Johnny Cage because so, Johnny Cage is a very selfish character. Well, come on, look at him in in the Boys. Of course, he can be selfish. He can, but like the way that that character is a different type of selfish. Like he's a little more nihilistic than Johnny Cage, whereas Johnny Cage is more like flashy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting at johnny cage is like flashy yeah so uh yeah. so go ahead sorry i was gonna say like the hollywood type character like you said miz yeah that that one may be a reach but i have full faith in in um carl urban you know look at look at his characters you know like from him and the boys to him as judge shred to him as uh bones you know dr mccoy like he's but got I mean, some he, range he also played priest and he looked he, and yeah. he played a really good version of priest uh yeah. he's played um he's played a couple of different characters that are like all comic book related characters and he knocks them out of the park i've never yeah. seen Carl urban play a character that wasn't good so that's why i think that i mean if they're casting him as johnny cage i think he's gonna knock it out of the park so do you think this is gonna revolve around him no i not i i i mean you can write a story where it revolves around johnny cage but i would rather it not be something that revolves around johnny cage um i would much rather it be about the tournament itself and right. and you kind of get like you know it's more about the bond between all the different characters Mm-hmm. I'm done for Mortal Kombat. I like it. It's mm-hmm. a it's a fun popcorny, bloody violence mo- movie for me. I, I'm I'm wondering how they're gonna handle Sub Zero and Scorpion coming back and everything like that. Like Scorpion, I think they can easily bring him back. Uh, Sub Zero, I think they would bring in his younger brother, who was like the mainstay in the franchise, anyways. Oh, there you go, there you go. Because Sub Zero's younger brother, the one that didn't have the mask on, he had the scar over his eye. That's uh, that's like after Mortal Kombat two, he was the main version of uh, Scorpion. 
Scorpion through the entire series until they brought back the original one in Mortal Kombat 10. Perfect. I like yeah, it. I'm that kind of nerd. I play that. I play. I love that game. Uh, so Slater also previously shared his unique approach to the franchise, saying there's a tongue in cheek aspect of Mortal Kombat in terms of the violence and in, in terms of the gore. There's a little bit of winking at the audience and saying like, yeah, we know this is ridiculous, but it's really fun. And we're all in on the joke together. Slater continued with and, and when you find the right balance, I think that's where you get moments like the incredibly bloody uh, first battle that opens the first movie with the score uh, with Hanzo sort of tearing tearing through all the assassins or you get that gag or things like that. So we're looking to how we do, how do we emulate those gore moments from the first one that were really, really successful and get huge audience reactions and how do we give the audience even more of his, uh, even more this time around. Uh, Johnny Cage is a brash and arrogant action movie star with martial art and martial artists and he is one of the most popular characters in the franchise to date which is very true i actually have a, a lithograph johnny cage like somewhere in my my comic book stuff back there uh expect mortal kombat 2 sometime in late 2024 or early 2025 i take it i think it's gonna be fun i actually enjoyed the first one and i didn't really watch any of the mortal kombat movies before that or play the game so husby had to explain some stuff to me but mm -hmm. i really I like that first scene like the first fight mm -hmm. i was beautiful it, it was, was beautiful it was everything i wanted because leading up to that movie i kept saying i want a good storyline where they explain uh the different shinobi and like why they fight against each other and why mm -hmm. hanzo hasashi like i wanted the hanzo hasashi backstory and they gave us that and i was like oh my god this is great yeah so yeah. hopefully they'll do the same for johnny cage and that's probably why carl urban is so it said he'd do it because yeah. he's not one to do things unless he knows they're going to be true to it like even when he was doing uh when he did the thing for ragnarok yes yeah i mean yeah that was his comedy side but mm -hmm. you know he was true to that he was like no i'm gonna be true to it and he stuck to it and so i thought that was great yeah we can move on <laughs> all right um i got more warner brothers news okay so check this out I'm wrestling slash warner brothers news both aew dark and aew dark elevation have ended for the time being so that's two of aew shows mm -hmm. um they're internet shows but uh this is due to aew linking or inking a new contract for the upcoming saturday show aew collision so they're adding a brand new produced show okay. the the new deal certifies that aew wrestling content will be exclusively airing on the warner brothers discovery networks right Ooh. so i know kind of interesting so yeah. aew hmm. president tony khan said in back in fall 2022 so like uh what was that six months ago seven months ago about that yeah we've got this great partnership with warner brothers discovery and we've got the rest of the year and next year aew's current contract with warner brothers discoveries lasts until the end of this year that said the new aew collision deal will likely shake up the long-term future of aew on uh, warner brothers discovery as it would be kind of weird for warner brothers discovery to sign a deal and then let them go six months later so yeah. what this really means is that warner brothers discovery is putting money into aew it's yeah. probably going to be featured as like um some kind of additional show that you can only get say probably on max either max or on um actually no yeah it would be on max uh i'm again i'm excited for this i mean this just basically means that AEW is getting the ramp up and the respect that it that 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 it needs um because mm -hmm. they, they i mean they need something like warner brothers to back them so that they can become something as big as wwe i mean like the production value on the show itself is amazing you know uh, right. like I said, we um we went to go see uh, uh aew uh revolution uh when it was out here in, in san francisco and mm -hmm. it was an amazing show 
like everything about it was good. Yeah, from like in-ring storytelling to mm-hmm. TV to production to you know uh, fireworks and whatnot, <laughs> they put yeah. on a good show. Yeah, I mean, like I... that Iron Man match was amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just a really good match. I'm a little concerned though that it's going to be that much content. You know, like uh, WWE has a little struggle keeping five hours or actually seven hours worth of content each week yeah. and keeping it interesting. So uh, with with all this content for AEW, it's, it's like, are, is the storytelling going to suffer? I hope not. So we'll see. I mean, they do a really good job of compacting a lot of story and a lot of wrestling within the two shows that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is just going to be with, with the way that they write on these shows. Uh, I feel like this is just going to give more opportunity to more wrestlers and and allow more storylines to open up where we I mean, it might be a little bit hard to follow, but I mean, at the same time, it's the same thing with like WWE where they have all this time and we have so many wrestlers that don't get their due um, mm-hmm. versus like AEW does a really good job of giving a lot of due, but there's still some guys that don't get much and they have to wait like two weeks to get a storyline. So it's like you get give them an extra show and and we start getting more storylines with more characters and you get more and that, that's going to drive more people to watch AEW. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. Okay, let's keep it going. Um, From phase five to phase pause. Uh-oh. Yeah. As expected, the Writers <laughs> Guild of America strike is causing all kinds of film and TV productions to be put on hold until things are resolved. As for how it's affecting the MCU and Marvel Studios, they have been forced to push back production on Mahersha Ali's upcoming Blade movie. Ouch. Okay. We called that. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> I think they're already going to be pushing that back. This yeah. So as, as of right now, as of right now, pre-production has been temporarily shut down. So they're I, still writing. I heard that the reason that it got shut down is because they were picketing, but you didn't hear it from me. Uh, well, I mean, like this, <laughs> show, this show has been rewritten twice. Yeah. It's announced that we're going to be getting, uh, um, oh, what's her name? Um, starts with an L. She's uh, she's one. She's the mother of demons. The, uh, the first, oh, oh, Lilith. Lilith. That's what it is. She's uh, Adam's first wife. Yeah. Um, the mother of demons. So Lilith is supposed to be the villain in this, and they just like I was gonna say Echidna, and I was like, no, 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 it's different, different series, different, different world. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, like Lilith is supposed to be the 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 villain in this, and they just announced this. I think she's kind of a big character, but then they yeah. they also just announced they cast uh, uh Deacon Frost. So I mm-hmm. mean, like, we're gonna be getting Deacon Frost. We're gonna be getting Lilith in this. Um, Herschelaw Lee obviously is playing Blade. I mean, there's a lot more happening in this than we know um but at the same time again i think a lot of this is just kind of like spaghetti they're throwing at the wall right now because the show yeah. has, the, the movie has been rewritten twice well i mean it was written and then the person that was involved exited and so they went ahead and, and rewrote it because um ali uh marshala ali and i know i said it wrong i'm so sorry i apologize mm, yeah uh he didn't like it like didn't like parts of the script well he was also saying it wasn't enough action like he was saying yeah like, how do you make a blade movie when there's no fight scene right and you need to have those and so yeah. i could see why they they rewrote it and then having lilith in it i think that's going to be like fan freaking fantastic i'm wondering if uh black knight's going to be in it as well it, so. it would make sense considering that at the end of eternals that was like the yeah. last thing we got was him talking to the black knight yeah um, i expected him to be to you know at least see some sort of cameo from him but you know i, I don't know where they put it unless like maybe see like secret invasion but i don't even think it would fit there so there's like a lot of stuff that blade's kind of in his own little universe right now because there's not a lot 
that unless Moon Knight. I kind of expected something in Moon Knight with Blade, just like some little thing. But the way they did Moon Knight, he couldn't have been in it. So I was expecting Moon Knight or um, Werewolf by Night. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. That was another one I thought too. Yeah, like those are both you... that tie into Blade very yeah. well. Again, well, especially with Man Thing. Like I know yeah. Man Thing and Blade have had past dealings, so well, I do think that that might be it. I'm wondering if he might do something with Deadpool. That would be cool too. Again, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of places where we can bring him in just because Midnight Suns, right? Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, because they 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 have been talking about at some point doing Midnight Suns. Blade is a staple part of that. He's a big yeah. part of that. So, I mean, Doctor Strange is somewhere where you can bring in a character like Blade. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, anything with Black Knight inside of it, um, which that actually would make sense to have Black Knight be a part of the Midnight Suns too because he's a character that yeah. fits in there. I think he was part of Midnight Suns at one point. Yeah, uh, I think briefly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, another character that needs to be introduced at some point is, is Ghost Rider. Uh, oh, I, definitely. Well, the, I, I heard them talking about um, they want to bring in Cosmic Ghost Rider, so they'd be bringing in um, uh, what's his name, Reyes. Oh, Ricky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, like like there's 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 a couple of different like characters that that we will see at some point where we can bring in Blade. Um, I mean, even technically, even Thunderbolt, you can bring in Blade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering about that too. Like maybe I'm just wondering if he's going to be in any kind of like post credit scenes or something, kind of you know behind the scenes kind of thing, just so we get a tease for that. I'd love to see that because I just think right now they've just got him in this weird holding pattern, like a purgatory almost. And yeah. he's such a good actor. He was the whole reason that Luke Cage, well, not the whole reason, but a big reason that Luke Cage did so well. Yeah. So I yeah. always talk about how I loved him as Cottonmouth. I thought oh, I, he was fan freaking tastic. Yeah, I thought his take on Cottonmouth was perfect. So good. All right. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> Speaking of Thunderbolts and Deadpool 3, nice segue. So the Hollywood Reporter says that <coughs> Deadpool 3 is expected to go in front of the camera later this month and Thunderbolts is still on track to start shooting in June. How uh, long did the last strike take? Like three months or something? Three months. Yeah, it was like 100 days. So okay. speaking of shutdowns, Marvel's Daredevil mm-hmm. Born Again is shutting down production due to the ongoing strike with by the Writers Guild of America. The Eastern <laughs> Division of the WGA put, on a, put out a statement on Twitter with the Twitter. following explanation of why the Daredevil Disney Plus series could not continue filming today. WGA members on strike set up a sunrise picket at Silver Cup East where they're supposed to be filming Daredevil, but members of the Teamsters Local 817 and IATSE Locals 829 and 52 are refusing to cross the picket line. Oh, so do they know that they were going to be filming at that location? They said, we're going to go here and strike? Wow. Well, I I mean, I think it's just they knew Silver Cup, like Silver Cup Studios down like Silver Cup East that they have a lot of stuff going on production wise so it may not have just been Daredevil Born Again I think they were just picketing that because they knew that productions were going on so who knows interesting Very I mean so the, it, what is that? it's sad two, because two, two Marvel things shut down right now Ouch. Yeah. but it, it I, you know I want Daredevil Born Again to finish but I also want to support the WGA because they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid and they're being treated poorly so I love Charlie Cox. I love you, Charlie Cox, but I'm standing strong with the WGA. Yeah, interesting. I mean, both of these are going to hit Marvel and on top of that hit Disney. And yeah. we know Disney's had issues with paying mm-hmm. extra uh, residuals to people. So mm-hmm. mm, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But, I hope I mean, it comes to a cold. I hope the 
WGA strike comes to a conclusion quickly. I hope that everybody just, you know, puts on their big boy pants and comes to the table and works it out. Yeah. I mean, they just, they really do need to pay them a wage that is mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot of Hollywood needs to realize stuff like this happens. And it's like, if you don't think that they're worth the money, look at what's happening right now and how productions get shut down because there are no writers. Like right. they are integral to this whole piece. You need to pay them what they deserve for the, for the work they're putting out. Yep. And like, like there's other stuff going on. And so like the actors, like the Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, their, their nose is out of place about something Netflix is trying to do with contracts. And right. so there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And uh, companies just, for some reason, almost like almost to like 20 years, like every 20 years, it seems like. It's like they just try this. And you're, and it's like, man, it didn't work 20 years ago. What makes you think it's going to work now? Yeah. And they just forget and you got to kind of sink them on the bottom. Well, because they think that they can get away with, hey, we can pay you less to do more work and yeah. you have to be happy about it or you're not going to have a job. And it's like, well, no, we're a union. So that's not how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Speaking of money, if you got extra money, we got merch, people. We got merch, people. We got hats or a hat for $35 or 30 if you're going to buy multiple hats. Try to buy multiple hats. You know what it there is? There you go. That's what? collector's edition right there. Collector's yeah. edition. First, it's a collector's first edition. First <laughs> uh, we also got shirts. So if you want a shirt, all you got to do is DM us at Distance Nerdy and uh, let us know what size you're looking for. So I think we got most sizes in play. And if you need something special, just let us know. We got the hookup. Shout out to our boy Joe. Uh, the shirts are 20 bucks or 25 if we have to ship it to you and if you're clamoring you want something new and fresh and exciting go check out luchorillas.com we have our own line of luchorillas the distance nerdarilla and they have shirts and uh, memory cards and bump boxes it's amazing go check out luchorillas.com look at that handsome gorilla look at that you know it, it always reminds me of like it could be like gorilla grod's like cousin who just really like really like you know wrestling and totally does it. Like, yeah. that's every time I, I saw I saw the pictures of uh, uh, Eric he was down at World's Best Comics or shout out to Eric Ruiz who who is part of Luchorillas he's also uh, an incredible artist he was down at World's Best Comics on free comic book day doing some signing selling some yeah. artwork and he was wearing the Distance Nerdorilla shirt so yeah was he was ah. very upset he was very upset that both me and James couldn't be there uh, now Tyler went to go see went by and, and saw him but i was i was working so i couldn't get over there and james was being a dad so and and our boy uh scott was there as well so scott yeah. and eric got to hang out and talk wrestling talk comic books so they said they had a good time so that was good shout out yeah. scott <laughs> Good guy. I think I saw I saw him today, actually. Nice. Um, all right. Well, let's get into some schedule, guys. So right at the bottom of the screen, if you're watching, you can see it right there. But if you're listening, Mondays, game streams from 8 to 12. Ladies and gentlemen, I am playing Jedi Survivor right now. It is a great, amazing game. I'm so happy I've been playing it. Uh, and once I'm done with that, I'll probably get right back into Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, we did a surprise stream the other night with me and Geek Saga, and we just played some Call of Duty and talked all kinds of smacks to 12-year-olds, and it was great. <laughs> 
Um, of course, Tuesdays, the show that you're watching right now, listening to right now, the download from 6.30 to 8.30, uh, where we talk news, rumors, uh, uh, trailer reactions, reviews, you know, all the fun stuff that you guys listen to on uh, on the podcast. We do live on uh, on Tuesdays. Thursdays, the build from 6 to 8 on Twitch, YouTube, hanging out with myself, Young Phil, building Lego, while we talk to interesting and nerdy people, and we do uh, brackets with uh, with most I was gonna say mostly with graveyard but then with whatever other guests that want to come up on the show and we want to talk about all <laughs> kinds of nerdy stuff we got a DC one coming up pretty soon and I'm excited for that um, oh I will be so, there I yeah. will be there to crush your dream so <laughs> <laughs> but we're also doing uh, best animated uh, Marvel uh, uh, property and I, I meant to send him a message last night and I think uh, I think we got it all like figured out but I'm still gonna post that message saying you know who what's everybody's top eight that they want to go into that bracket so uh, yeah that's a crazy bracket I, I saw it and I had a hard time picking a top eight yeah there's like 32 animated projects that are on that and it's like yeah we got to narrow that down yeah it's and the they bracket. can't all be Spider-Man okay that's the that's the toughness of the bracket you well we had to narrow it down because there's a lot of stuff that's in there that people have never watched so we figured yeah. okay well if we ask everybody in in uh in the Nerdington Post what are your top eights we can aggregate from that so oh yeah absolutely uh so that all being said ladies and gentlemen catch us on all the shows that we do and of course uh we mentioned it earlier in the show but if you want to catch us live next thing we're doing is powerhouse comic-con uh what is that uh on on the may 20th 20th yeah yeah so may 20th uh in pleasanton california come and hang out with us guys we're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff there good times Fantastic. Uh, did we do pluggables yet we haven't done pluggables. Yet. uh so frey <laughs> give us your plugs where what are all the pluggable things that you got going on right now where are all this the is all my real hair i don't have plugs <laughs> where's the, where's that weave where's that weave at? <laughs> i don't have a weave uh are you kidding i do not need any more hair on this head all right <laughs> um so i'm here on tuesdays and i am i occasionally come in on on thursdays for the build when i have a lot of opinions about stuff i really do come in occasionally and uh saturdays i'm on the saturday morning nerd out on that and i talk all sorts of stuff and yeah and occasionally do predictions or crazy uh want last week we did something about animal avengers which what's, was what's really funny have, what's the new nickname they have for you on there the corglisi corglisi yeah because it's all the corgis <laughs> yeah and... mother of corgis that, sh- mother that of show's fun because like on this show we do a lot of news on that mm-hmm. show it's a lot of like discussion and deep dive so yeah oh yeah yeah we try to do some news but for the most of it we like to pick like we pick one horror thing and we have a nerd out segment and you know so it's kind of, it's it's more of a discussion type and yeah so i mean you if you guys like we will so we're gonna do the spoilers for guardians this week i did a non-spoiler review last week because i actually got a chance mm-hmm. to see guardians on thursday so uh and loved it and can't wait to go see it again i may go see it again before my son comes back from his dad's uh we should go see it together doing... <laughs> okay that'll work it'll just take me a couple of days to get there Again, no spoilers, but best performance of Chris Pratt's career. I'm just throwing Oh, that. I just loved all of it. I will say this. If you guys, if you're on the fence to see it and you liked either the first one or the second one or both, you have to see it. It Every single character gets the opportunity to be the hero in this film. Absolutely. Without and any spoilers, without any spoilers, does this get up in the ranks of debate for is this the best MCU movie made? It 
kind of for both hard because i feel like all three movies like once you see the third movie i feel like all three movies are one big movie yeah so i think it is i think it's the best trilogy mcu has done it is the most consistent it is the most heartfelt and it delivers on the promises that it makes and so i think that 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 right there i think makes it a really good i have to say it's not my favorite mcu film but it's up there in my i want to say top five it's in my top five and i change so often but it's probably right now it's probably right under winter soldier for me and that's that's a huge compliment to it there's a lot of moments in in that movie uh it's it's really well directed really well done again guys we'll do we'll we'll do a spoiler free review on on instagram sometime this week yeah but yeah and i i mod for everything i mod for distance nerding fiber cave productions another big name one that you guys will know but you know i'm not giving them free publicity so (laughs) yeah they gotta pay you for it you know what i mean Not giving them free publicity. They got All right, 3, million, that, hey. 3 million subscribers. That's so when totally we get okay. 3 million, I yeah. will give them publicity. <laughs> they can afford to give us like, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Come on. Right. When we get to 3 million, you're like, I'm not going to mention your Discord anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I right. might be a mod or I might not be a mod. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Have something you want to discuss? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Now guys, we talk about this every week and you you know that you can support us. The best way to support us is going to distancenerding.com and joining the taco party. Ladies and gentlemen, on the top left-hand side of the screen, you'll see a little button. You tap that button, you'll see a buy us a taco button. You can buy us tacos, ladies and gentlemen. That's the best way to support us because that helps us get to mm-hmm. uh, buy more prizes for you. It helps us uh, get to shows and, and take care of everything we need to take care of so we can continue to make the best Say Wong. Say Wong, you can buy us a taco. Say Wong, you can buy Get us tacos. <laughs> get, us, get us tacos. Now, guys, Connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, all at Distance Nerding. And don't forget, Yay. you can email us at distancenerding at AOL.com <laughs> and we will read it on the air. Right. Distancenerding so. at AOL.com. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. All right, y'all. As much as James wants me to change that. <laughs> this point, are, we, are we ready for it? Ooh, Say Wong chimed in. He'll give us gym boys. I will take that, Say Wong. I will Say take this all day, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just send Say them Wong, on are to you me right here. Say Wong, are you in a powerhouse, Comic Con? If you're going to powerhouse, let us know. We we want to see you there. It's in Pleasanton. You know what? If you come to powerhouse, if you come to powerhouse in Pleasanton, I will buy you tacos. Oh! oh I like that. I'm going to Pleasanton, so he's that buying tacos. That gauntlet has been thrown down, Say Wong. Yeah, yeah. Say Wong, <laughs> you show up to powerhouse. Oh, oh, no. And I'm not buying you tacos. It's because All Phil right. threatened you with tacos, isn't it? I know. That happens. <laughs> All right, y'all. Boys, though, because there is no gym boys in Pleasanton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my nickname is Jim Boy, so I'll be in Pleasanton. So you know, it's Jim funny. Boys. That's not wrong. Jim is short for James. So you have to deal with my parents. Though, Jim Boy. My parents and my cousins call me. Hey, Jim Boy. My my mom calls me Ginger. Ginger. Yeah, I call her Betty. Is a redhead. Oh. No, just Ginger, because it's because I call her on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Ask, ask old by Ginger. No, you don't. Thanks. You don't want to keep, keep nerding together <laughs> keep nerding together everybody oh god all right <laughs> it is dance party time ladies and gentlemen <laughs> let's, let's get this dance going <laughs> all right, thank you sydney thank you say wong you guys are awesome <laughs> Eric.
burger. Take me to flame attack. Hey, that's my pop. <laughs> That's also your pop. Hey, that's my pop. This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.